This is the center stage of Moto Podcasts. Welcome to the Moto Limited Show. Live from Brisbane, Australia. It's go time. Here are your hosts, Trent Marr and Nick Still. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Moto Limited Podcast Race Recap here for Monster Energy AMA Supercross from Glendale, Arizona, round number five of the championship. And I'm joined, as always, with my partner in crime, Nick Still. What's up, buddy? Uh, fuck Vince Freezy. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Wrap this podcast up. We are done. That's all I got. No, uh, yeah. You know, dude, I'm going to start this off with a question. And the question is whether you are for or against these triple crowns. You know, from everyone that we've seen, I've been slowly like against them. And after today, once again, I'm against them. I don't don't know. I just can't grow into these things. What about you? Um, It depends on the setup. I think triple crowns crowns are cool when we have three different winners when we have like what we had tonight where i mean we're going to get into 250 class with christian craig wins two and the disaster was number two uh and then you have eli tomac goes one one and then just rides in a third um they kind of get boring but if you have like three different winners and the points are all stacked up and it literally comes down to the last lap of the final race i think that's when they're entertaining but <laughs> When they're kind of like they are tonight where, I mean, the only interesting thing is what happened to Christian. They kind of get a little boring because they're just kind of... I'm a huge mm. fan of these, you know, Eli Tomac gets a bad start, comes back, does 20 minutes of absolutely grinding, nail-biting racing. That's the stuff I like. It's I just feel like you're a little robbed of that with the Triple Crown stuff. You know, it's cool that, you know, for say we get to see Mookie and Mookie gets up there because, you know, these are shorter races. He's only going to stay up there for so long. Like, that's cool as well. It's just, yeah, I'm slowly leaning against it. Yeah, tonight I wasn't super stoked on it. But, I mean, as I said, we've had some classic ones in the past, so it's kind of hard to go either way. Um, but tonight definitely uh, wasn't one that I was super stoked on. Um, but I mean, you've got your reason, which we're going to get to here as well, but all in all, um, that stadium there in Glendale, uh, state farm, I think it's uh yeah, stadium state farm marina, yep. dude, it is freaking awesome. Just visually on television. And, and from what we've been told, like as a stadium to go to, it is one of the better stadiums, a massive floor plan, massive track tonight. Um, it, it was, it was interesting to have a triple crown on a track like that. Well, you know, let's get some some facts about this stadium. So this stadium, I believe, was pretty much built to do a, a, a NFL well, a Super Bowl. Now, what happens yep. is under that track, there's a field that actually slides in and out of that stadium. That field is actually kept outside. So, you know, it can get natural rain, sunlight, everything like that. When there's game time, they just slide that bad boy back in. They're good to go. When Supercross comes into town, slide it back out, put your, put your you know, your... your your pails over your over your concrete, put dirt on top of it. It's good to go. That stadium, dude, it's uh, it's cool. And when it's full for like a Super Bowl or say tonight, fifty six thousand people. So most have yeah. had so far this year, uh, dude. That says two things to me: Supercross is good, and COVID is over. That's the uh, two <laughs> yeah. things that says to me. So, uh, you know, it just shows when these races go back to these places where they haven't been for a couple of years. 
Dude, the people come out. That's right. It, it was a good crowd. You could hear it on television uh, and and in the press conference, you know, we sort of heard the boys all talking about it a little bit, how like the crowd was high. You could hear, you know, hear the crowd. Christian talked about it in the second race where he could hear him cheering every time he made a pass. Like it, it was loud in that stadium. So it was cool to... Cool to have it back in Arizona. Um, and as I said, a big floor plan that that place has tends itself to a big track. And I feel like this is probably one of the better tracks we've had all year. Was super basic in a sense, but also very technical because of those long rhythm lanes. If you got out of rhythm, it could cost you a lot by the end of the rhythm lane if you if you didn't get the, you know, the perfect rhythm through there. Well, I, I don't know how many tracks on the whole circuit will have a rhythm lane that is over 300 feet long. And, you yeah. know, that, that was that lane we're going three, three, three. You know, we watch it with the futures. When you sort of slow it up and you go double, double, we watch Moseman as well. When he continues to go yeah. three, 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 dude, you can make up a lot of time in that section. Yeah, it was intense. So it was, it was a great... Great looking track tonight. It got super baked and hard packed by the end of it. Um, Zach Osborne was all over it in his uh, analysis of the race. He said it early on race day live and continued it through the night and was proven obviously right in those final two races of the night. Um, but the Dirtworks crew did a great job keeping the moisture into it. But uh, yeah, it got baked and slick at the end there. And, um, you know, it was another factor when it come to this track. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, the typical red, I'm going to call it the red clay, the red clay of, uh, of, of Glendale. It's the cool thing about the track as well. And I think it's something you don't get to see on TV much is that actually looks quite tacky and looks like it's got a lot of grip, but the track can be really, really unforgiving and you can slide a lot on that track. We've seen that quite a little bit on the track as well. So, you know, I think it was end of qualifying, dude, the, the metal and the bridge was already showing like that's how much yeah. movement this soil has. It's a, uh, I'm with you, though. It's probably one of the better tracks I've seen. And sand section in the perfect location again this week, Nick. A absolutely, 100%. I love these sand yep. sections where you have a high speed index in, high speed index out. You know, you can use inside, outside. Dude, you can even go inside to outside before you enter the corner and take out the fucking red plate <laughs> leader for it if you want to. <laughs> if that's your thing, you can do that. That's what's cool uh about the sand. All right, well, let's get into 250 class, uh, triple crown format, and uh, our guy, the Australian kid, done it. First win of the 2022 season, uh, Hunter Lawrence, 2-1-2 scores in the uh, Olympic scoring. He gets the overall on the night. Um, it's good to see Hunter Lawrence finally get a win here in 22. Yeah, you know, I think Hunter wasn't, actually that pump with winning it like that from the way it went down um you know a win is a win he, he gets these these championship points he keeps it within 10 for christian craig what sort of didn't come out was this week honda lars lindstrom is pretty open to it they change uh, a lot of motor sort of stuff with the hrc bike and they also change some suspension settings with the hrc bike apparently they were larger style changes than you would normally do week in week out of supercross so it looks like those guys are still searching uh he looked a lot better this lot better tonight you know very very quick and qualifying practice this afternoon comes out like he says two one two uh capitalizes on on obviously the vince freezy christian craig thing and gets the win dude it's uh it's great we'd love to see it there you go so yeah hunter lawrence does great he does a uh a shoey on the 
podium. Um, asked him in the press conference what he thought about doing it. Was it the dirt that was disgusted him? And he actually said the dirt was the best part of the champagne that tasted like crap. Uh, <laughs> so um, he said he did it for Daniel Ricardo wearing Ricardo's gear and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, still got the personality, but honestly, Nick. He was a different dude in the press conference tonight with a win under his belt. He was a little bit more sprightly. He was a little bit more uh, engaging in his conversations and the questions that were asked of him. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. I think it's more so, okay, I've got the win now. I was getting nervous. You know, I've got one more round after this before the break to get a win. And if I don't, things aren't going to look real good for, I don't know, maybe himself and what his expectations are as well. Um mm. I think it's going to be a lot more chilled out for Hunter Lawrence now. You know, he could probably come out next week at Anaheim swinging because he's now got that monkey off his back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he will, as said. And I think as the bike changes that they were being sort of working on through the week, I think he looked a lot better tonight on the bike than he has in the previous couple. Um and sort of turned it around a little bit. The Triple Crown format, I feel like, helped him uh, in a sense starts are still not his best friend but he got better starts tonight uh but hunter lawrence is uh you know got himself another win here in supercross he's turning this thing around and trying to break free of the shadow that is his brother that keeps casting over the top of him um when you know hunter's a bad dude on a bike as well yeah you know i think and that comes down to it again with the with the willing and the proving to be that i can be one of these guys you know, it's it's weird, you know. Let, I, I want to talk role reversal right now and go back to if Jet Lawrence was in Hunter's spot, you know, nine points out of a championship at the moment, I feel it would be talked so much more than Hunter's position right now. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but also uh, he did get asked that in the press conference and he was kind of not really into it, you know. Like he was kind of... Yeah, I'm a I'm a long way back and yeah, I'm just happy to get the win. Like he wasn't really you know what I mean? Like going for saying he can be back in this thing, you know, even though he's not that far out of it. He's just stoked to actually be you know, getting a race win and turning yeah. this thing back around. So put, put, putting um, putting the number on the board basically, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I for him, that's where I think he's sort of at with with that you know, yeah, if it was Jet, we'd be talking more about it. But I think with Hunter, as you know, he's a bit of more of a slow burn. You know, he, he comes on and just keeps building and building. So, you know, he could, you know, turn this thing around and get closer and put a challenge on, but he's not going to come out and straight say that, you know. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, that that whole look of it is going to work really, really well in the 450 class. This 250 yep. class, there's not enough races. You can't do that. You've got to come out swinging uh, from round yep. number one and make this thing work. So, uh yeah. Hunter goes 2-1-2. Two, two. You can see overall second place tonight. My guy, number 28, Christian Craig, 1-4-1. One, one. I'm calling it three hole shots uh, for the night. First moto, good, dude. He's out front, checks out. I think he had, what, 10 seconds, 12 seconds? Maybe yeah, even, it was a long way. Maybe even more out there clicking his laps. Uh, moto 2 gets another great start. Uh, heads down the first rhythm lane with, uh, with Vince Freezy. Vince Freezy does what he does and, you know, nearly runs him off the track as we're jumping through the rhythm lane. And then uh, all shit hell's loose coming into the sand, Trent. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah, it was a very ill-timed, ill-judged, uh, mismanaged, all the cliches you want to put on top of that 
pass from Vince Freeze. Like, you know, I've, I've kind of been jumping to the defense of Vince over the couple of weeks, you know, where you've sort of had your, you know, your opinion on some things. And I'm like, ah, look, it's, you know, he's, it's no harm, no foul. Where this this was harm, you know. Like, he, he went in there just with no intentions of coming out of that in one piece, I it's, feel. It's, and that's like, what happened. It's, it's legitimately to the stage now where it's beyond a joke. Like, uh, yeah. honestly, like, uh, you know, dude, I'm, I'm Christian Craig fan through and through. Like, love the guy to death. I don't care if that was on Nate Thrasher. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or Carson Brown. AMA have to look at this and something needs to get done about this because this guy is literally going to go out there and either injure himself, he's going to injure another rider, or God forbid, he's probably going to injure a fucking fan with the way he rides. It's It's... Like, honestly, dude, it's fucking disgusting. There is no other word to put it. There's not a chance he was riding out of that. You are nah. both You are both one and two. Why? Go up the inside. You have more of a chance making a pass up the inside of that sand and have the potentially running Christian a little bit wider on the face of that tabletop. If, if you were going to line up and do a pass, is that how you would do it? No, nah, I mean, to be honest, you kind of... I mean, you could see it. You could kind of see it coming. You could. I feel and that's like that's the issue. You can he, see it coming with this guy. Yeah, like he, he, yeah, like as I said, I, I mean, he wouldn't tell you the truth, but just from looking at it and being in a racer's shoes, like to me, like he just went in there with all intentions of hopefully bumping Christian off the track and coming out with the lead uh, was best case scenario. But with the speed and just how twitchy those blacks are in the sand, like it, it wasn't the right play to go about it. And it obviously ended in disaster. So as I said, I'm not really defending him because it still was really greasy, but I could tell what he was going for. If he'd have gone inside, Christian just would have railed the outside and he would have never had a chance. So he was kind of jumping on his chance, but it just was the wrong time, the wrong place and kind of the wrong, you know, uh, position on the track for him, you know, you know, against Christian, he was too far back where he connected with Christian. He needed to be, you know, he needed his elbow in front of Christian to make that pass. You need to be on at, at least the first first quarter of the bike the more the more embarrassing thing to this is you know Vince Breezy in his first moto a third his moto fourth you know moto three was fourth he finished 10th you know he got up and left before Christian still gets 10th you know what I mean yeah. if, he, if he doesn't go out there and act like a fucking idiot he could probably get himself a podium and if I'm you know smart top bulldog bullfrog spars Honda I'd be pumped. Go out there, get a podium, get this thing on there. Now he's just getting more publicity for the whole wrong reason, dude. It's, yeah. you know, I know it's Tony Alessi and that whole team. They've got some weird things like that. But if I'm Honda, I'm asking questions. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, you know, that's the whole thing. But that's, I mean, we're probably going to have to discuss this tomorrow night on the live show again. So I don't want to harp on it too much and take up too much of this pod talking about it. The, the, as you said, though, the, the biggest thing from that is Christian Craig gets himself off the ground, dusts himself off, and as he said in the press conference, untangled himself from electrical wires. He got caught in when he went into the fence and got back to fourth position. So he went from last to third in 15 plus one. In 10 plus one, he got to fourth. Like he... He, at this point now, deserves his championship. He has done it every which way possible. Had to come back through the pack. Got great starts. Had bad starts. Worked. He's done everything to be able to walk away and win this championship. 
without saying it was easy. Yeah, that's it. You know, he says in the post-race conference, I've won every race except for the one where I got taken out and the other one where I got cut off. If, yeah. if, the, if the only way for me not to win is you guys have to take me down, that's pretty sad. Yeah. So, as I say, great ride for him to salvage fourth, wins the final moto convincingly or the final gangbang convincingly um, and walks off with second place, only loses three points to Hunter on the night, which is, you know, you got to take that after what could have been um, and continue the red plate leading into Anaheim three, which is the final round of the uh, the West Coast swing. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on, third place. Actually, you know what? I'm going to break the news right now that this morning I had a podcast organized and booked with another 62 of Vince Freezy. So <laughs> we can break this. You know, I'd, I'd spoken to the team and there was a podcast booked literally for the uh, for the offseason, well, the, you know, the break for these guys. And literally I want to talk about this sort of stuff and, you know, him getting uh, getting this name about him himself in the 250 class. Uh, dude, uh, personally, I have no time for it now, and as far as I'm concerned, yeah, he can, he can, yeah, no, not happening. So you can, you, you can do that one if you like. Uh, don't expect me to listen to it. Uh, third place, Trent, the number thirty, mm. number thirty, Joe Shimoda. That was better. <laughs> that was that, better. That, yeah, <laughs> that that was better without being better. I mean, he still crashes in the first one, um, trying to pass Freezy. Um, then hits Freezy, goes down. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but again, he gets himself a podium with all the chaos that went on throughout the night. He he. I'm not going to say shanked himself a podium, but, you know, he got kind of fortunate to get where he got. I mean, 5-3-3 three, three is pretty consistent, but, I mean, better the better would have been 3-3-3 three, 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 and that still, you know, would have put him uh, in behind Christian anyway. So it wouldn't have been any different, but, um, can, can yeah, you, it, it better, but doesn't look good. Can, can you tell still. me the differences between, you know, Joe Shimoda 2022 versus Joe Shimoda 2021? What's the uh, difference? It, it's all got to do with the, the 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 position. He was a fifth rider, the f- added rider to the team last year. Where now he's meant to be one of the 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 guys to go and win the championship. And I think it's just gone to Joe's head. Um, you know, we just got off the press conference, and I tried to hit him with two questions to try and open him up and get a little bit of something out of him, and nothing. He just looks very dejected and very. Uh, you know, it hasn't been great this year, and it looks like there's a lot of pressure mounting on those shoulders of the uh, of the the number thirty. Well, I'm going to give that as better. I don't know how much better, uh, but mm. third place, Josh Murder, Monster Energy Pro Cert Kawasaki, gets themselves a podium. Uh, moving down the list, fourth place, number thirty-five, Garrett Marchbanks, four six six, fourth overall for the night. That's got to be a breath of fresh air after last week, yeah. Yeah, not qualifying and uh, not making the main last week to getting a fourth place overall. Uh, the the thing with Garrett that gets me is just, you know, that first, first gangbang. He was up the front, dude, like battling for a podium spot and got to the rear wheel of Freezy, but then dropped off the back. And I'm like, you know, we we were talking about this guy to go out and contend for this championship, and he he couldn't run down Freezy like he was right. I mean, he was right on him. He couldn't make the pass and and get you know get through. He kind of 
made mistakes and fell off the back. Like I, I just, I don't know with Marchbanks what the deal is, but just from the eye test is like he's got it in there, but there's something stopping him from from pulling it out. I think I think he's uncomfortable on this motorcycle on these style of tracks. You know, I think he tends mm. to ride this thing a lot better on say an East, East coast track when these tracks mm. sort of deteriorate, they're ruddy. They're still a little bit sticky. I think he, I think he's chasing a little bit with this motorcycle. I, I, I like, I can't confirm that. It's just the way it looks. Um, but obviously that's a big tick for those guys, especially muck off club MX team, uh, actually making it into the main this week. So yeah, I'll give that a, uh, I'll give that a pass. Yeah, but do you do you feel like though it's not really? I mean, it's the bike, but it's the capacity of the bike. Do you think that he might be one of those guys that has to bite the bullet, or club need to bite the bullet and put him on a four fifty? Yeah, it's it's coming down to that. I think I think that would help him a lot. You know, he's a very very tall, big boy. Um, yeah, you can watch the way he rides this motorcycle. You know. A lot of these guys are tending to do better once they've come off a 250 onto a 450. They use their legs a lot more for this motorcycle and it seems to complement them in their riding styles. Um, I'm with you there. I think it would do it better. I'd like to see it. Don't get me wrong. It'd be nice, it'd be nice if they put him on it for East Coast. That'd be cool to see and just <laughs> give, I mean, give us in the media something to kind of uh, hype's probably I, not the word, but actually talk about that it's, there's something there with Garrett Marchbanks. You know, I, I think that team has the potential and the backing behind them to do that. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's actually interesting. You know, I'm, I'm wondering, it's surely a couple of these riders we're going to see on a 450 for East Coast. It's, it's got to it's gotta be coming up sooner or later. Yeah, there's a few that will be transitioning. Uh, the fifth place, Vince Freeze. We've talked about Freeze. He gets a fifth on the night, 310-4. Next. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to beat the dead horse on that one. Um, it was it was greasy. Uh, it wasn't cool. Um, but it's Vince Freeze, and unfortunately, you could kind of see this coming. Yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Sixth place of the night, uh, Jalik Swole. Getting better, getting better. It looks a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable. The, the first couple rounds back didn't look that good. Uh, there's a couple things that look a bit odd, but he's out there. He's not on the ground, Trent. He's not having these yeah. errors and ending up on the ground. I think that's really what the 31 needs coming out to this. But yeah, sixth place of the night. Look pretty yeah, cons- I- very consistent too. He's he's a he's one of those you know six to seven guys in that field. Yeah, I mean uh, the one thing that gets me though is he was up front a lot in all of these um, all these gangbangs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the giggle every time. Uh, like he, the the second one, he was second behind Hunter, and then goes to fifth. The first one, I'm pretty sure he was battling for third or fourth. It goes back to six. The final one, I'm pretty sure he was inside the top five and drops to seven. Like it's better because he's not laying on the ground. Yes, but Rockstar Husvana are definitely not paying him to go 657 especially when he was towards the front that's that's the part with this um and again yes he's coming off a big crash at Anaheim one and also I I get it but it's just you were there and you know you got shorter mo- shorter shorter race I don't know I'm trying not to be too harsh here on Jalik Swole but <laughs> 
you got to think those conversations have got to start happening of like, hey, we know what happened. We know this. We know that. But, you know, dude, you, you, I, I, look at it, I look at it both ways as well <clears throat> with, you know, maybe the team is like, dude, just go out there, circulate, get the bike on the track, finish. We need a bike finishing. Rockstar Energy Husqvarna needs a bike out there doing something. Maybe it's come to that, you know, after the break when we're getting into these things, it might be a little bit more important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. That's it. But uh, sixth place for him. Um, this one's kind of a disappointment to me. Uh, seventh place, Nate Thrasher. Yeah. Uh, fastest qualified dude. And like pulled it out late over Christian Craig, who's been just dominating um, qualifying. He was eight, seven, five for seventh overall. Um, it's just been the tale of Nate Thrasher this year is he's super fast. Just can't push but forward. Just crashes, crashes and bad, crashes and bad starts. I was yep. killing him right now. That, and I just think it's the recovery, not being able to push forward, getting, he's getting into battles with these riders. He just can't get past them. Do you think there needs to be a little bit more aggression shown by, by Nate to, to make these passes? It's just the way it seems to be looking at the moment. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, as I said, it's more the laying the laying on the ground that gets me and yeah, putting yourself back there and trying to make those passes like he kind of gets through them. Yeah, he gets hung up a lot, um, which probably needs a bit of aggression. But at the same time, we see him add aggression to his riding and he ends up laying on the ground. So it's it's uh you know it's a tail of tail of the tape with him when it comes to this season so far. Is we know what Nate Thrash has inside. Um, he just needs to put it all together and you know I feel like Nick to be honest he needs to go to an LCQ win an LCQ and win a main again that's going to be the best thing for hey, Nate that's it's as crazy as it sounds history repeats itself that might be all, all it takes uh, eighth spot the number 19 Carson Brown 998 on the night still got that power running through him you think or <laughs> is it starting to wear off <laughs> I might have starting to go to wear off. might have to go there do a couple more with him boost him back up give, that points a bit give him the rub and I mean he's inside the top 10 that's a that's a great spot to be I mean besides I mean Freezy and Marchbanks um, that are you know privateer teams like he's one of the one of the only privateers inside the top uh the top 10 so oh besides and then wageman just snuck in this time but i mean for a guy who was a fill-in rider at the start of the season and who has had talent and speed at previous years to actually be starting to click these things off and consistently inside the top 10 uh if you're the aeo power sports team you gotta be pretty happy with the decision to, to put carson brown on the team like yeah. Well, we'll talk about both riders, you know, Carson Brown and Derek Kelly. We're going to get to. Mm. If I'm AEO Power mm. Sports, dude, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. That's a that's a that's yeah. a so- solid team for those guys. Uh, moving down, this one's a bit of a disappointment for me too. That I'm a 29. Michael Moseman, 10 to 15, gets caught up in the first corner, first gangbang. Uh, gets lucky, you know, he gets caught up under his motorcycle, gets going again, comes back through second moto. Good start with him. He capitalizes once again at that carnage. He runs off there with Hunter Lawrence. And then in the third moto, uh, it, it it come undone. Trent, it come undone for yeah. the 29. Yeah, dude. That uh, that first one, do you see it tear those skin-tight TLD pants off him? Yeah, him and Barsha. Yeah. They're going to start I don't think I don't, I don't think they're as tight as Barsha's, though. Barsha's I don't a, think he needs a tear. Barsha's a pain to get in. That's why. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it definitely fell apart in that final one. I mean, he comes over that bridge, clips the top, and then as he's trying to kind of – because they were kind of landing sideways and then scrubbing off that single, um, pointing obviously the opposite – you know um, – the opposite angle to where you want to hit that straight to wash the speed and then go straight. Uh, and then as it kind of clipped the top, I think he got into the bottom with no power with the rear wheel and the front end just tucked and it. It was a big hit, dude. Like he had a big crash uh, coming onto that start straight there. So um, yeah, the, the, I think the person who got the most penalized from the the Triple Crown format tonight is definitely going to be Michael Moseman. <laughs> yeah, he lost that, a lot of championship points. That's a lot of points to come back from, uh, as long as he's okay, dude, that was a pretty big crash. I think we could have actually injured him then, but did get back up, kept going. But, uh, dude, he got super, super lucky on that one. Uh, rounding at the top 10, Robbie Wageman. 15, 8, 10, Trent, Team Solitaire, Nuclear Blast. I love this team. I have a real... It's cool. Uh, I have a thing for this team and what they're about, what they do, Trent. And, you know, I yeah. think Robbie Wageman's another great guy. Uh, what do you th- give, give me your thoughts on Robbie. Yeah, dude, he's been crushing it this year. So we seen him A1 and we were just like, dude, he's, you know, B practice. He was fast as shit. Um, and he's been consistent throughout the year. I think last week he had a pretty off week. But um, other than that, he's been consistently floating around this top 10. That Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast records Yamaha team is is cool. We got to go up into the hauler at A1. Uh, got to talk to the team manager and he was a rad dude. Yeah. Uh, very helpful for two guys. He'd only met literally three minutes prior, you know, whatever you need come up in here food power to charge stuff whatever you need um door of the semis open uh i think we need to have a conversation with him he's a really cool dude and that team is rad they've done some wicked sticky kits and team outfits for different things like i mean they did the military stuff that was cool but they've done different ones throughout the week they did the phoenix one this round for the uh basketball team i think it was um in their sticky kit like they do some rad stuff um i like and it's a pretty cool team i don't know if you follow these guys actually on social media twitter instagram like that dude they're actually funny some of the stuff they post up is legitimately funny these guys have a super cool attitude of the sport coming into the sport and you know uh, you know after uh, after the military appreciation weekend, I sort of looked into it a little bit. Do they have a lot of ex-military guys and current servicemen working for them? That stuff means a lot to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's a couple of teams that do the same. I know SGB, I think, have the same uh, as well. But uh, yeah, dude, it it's... It's a cool team, and I think we need to have a conversation with them about what's sort of going on because it's, uh, yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to those guys this week, see if we can have a, a conversation. So that rounds out the top 10, obviously, Derek Kelly, uh, 11th spot, Dylan Walsh, 12th, 13th, Mitchell yep. Harrison. What's your thoughts? Give me your thoughts on these two guys. We haven't really spoke about them previously. The AJE Motorsports Motor Gas Gas Riders, Chris Blouse, Blows, sorry, zombie blows, and Jerry, uh, Jerry Robin. Mm. Not, not Jerry I Robin, like- sorry, Mitchell Harrison, sorry. Yeah, I mean, they had Mitchell Harrison won the LCQ, uh, and Chris Blows was up in the, uh, race day live box um i i you know we have spoken throughout the day and i was kind of like i don't have much personality these two guys it was kind of uh very basic answers chris has hit the so, ground a few times dude you remember that uh, yeah, zombie is a zombie so i guess we're getting a lot out of him but uh harrison you know kind of 
saying all the cliche words you got to say and not really given too much in the way of personality or actual insight. So uh, that's what I found about them. But that's that's it. Yeah. Jerry Robin got 15th, Nick. I dug Jerry Robin's bike. <laughs> that yeah. was cool. The yeah, Phoenix that's... Suns basketball team um, kind of replicated it off that. It like all black bike with the pink and uh, the purple and the yellow looked sick, dude. I was like, I frothed that thing all night. So, um, dude, um, that was cool. I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of uh, of what these guys are doing, and you know, teams like that that are sort of like embracing it, like these towns they're going into, like yeah. I think it's sick, you know, doing the basketball thing. It's cool. I like that. I want to see more of that. Yeah, so I mean, there's a couple of teams that have done some cool stuff with uh, with the kits and that. Uh, Dominic Thurian behind him. Uh, Stop me whenever you want to talk about someone, Nick. Logan Carnow, uh, Cole Thompson. I didn't know until today. I should have done more research on this, but Cole Thompson is the Cole Thompson from Canada who's won Canadian <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes, Supercross Championships. Yep. Yeah, past, I didn't know that until Canada, I heard yeah, past it Canada today. Before, yep. uh, yeah, uh, keep going, sorry. Yeah, that was that was all. Jaron uh, Stapleton, Nick, another Aussie in the uh, in the main event. Yeah, looked good in the LCQ too. Come out swinging. Yeah. Uh, looked really good. Usually he has a habit of uh, when he gets out front of these LCQs, some weird stuff can happen and it can get a little bit uncomfortable for him. Dude, executed perfectly. Went out, finished all the motos. Looked great. Um, I'll keep you going. Then there is one person at the end I do want to mention, but uh, who else you got? Uh, I was actually looking at something else, to be honest. Uh, Wyatt, Lines, <laughs> Wyatt Linesmith, uh, he made his first ever main event uh, from Boise, Idaho, up there where Fly Racing is produced. Um, gets in the main event and uh, I need, I'm trying. what I was trying to do, Nick, was check my fantasy scores because I picked <laughs> him as soon as he made it in. Don't, don't, break my keyboard. don't go into fantasy, mate. This is We'll keep this professional. And that's not. I've, we keep this professional, oh, dude. I got hosed this week. That's not good at all. <laughs> Have you seen how many points triple I got? Cr- triple crown. I don't know. White White Lion Smith got thirty eight in. Max Jaron Stapleton was forty two. So he did really good. He was on my fantasy team. Uh, and McClellan Heil was in behind those three guys. So that were my. As soon as they made it in, they were like high handicap. So I picked them. Um, but obviously they weren't the picks to make because I didn't. Uh, no mate. Actually no. I just, I just seen, Any, I just seen my my wrong pick there, so I'm not even. We'll talk about it in a minute. Anyone we pick is seems to be wrong, but uh, <laughs> dude, Mumphy, Mumphy Land, yeah. What? Yeah. What's the go? What's the story there? Looked like he crashed. Uh, gangbang number one after the finish line. <laughs> uh, he laid in that corner for a little bit, and then they got him out of there. Uh, we'll have to do some investigation. Like, I mean, we're recording this literally ten minutes after the uh, press conference, which was held five minutes after the main event or fifteen minutes after the main event finished. So we're only like an hour and a half out of racing, actually finishing over there. Uh, so we haven't really had a time to scoop. Uh, to find out what happened. But yeah, he obviously is injured because he didn't come out in the final two. Um, so he basically DNF'd the, the whole weekend. Uh, but that's not good what uh, we want to see from from uh, the 43, Carson Mumford. Um, so we'll have to find out if he's okay. But yep. um, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, not I'll a good s- position. I'll send a text for that. But, you know, I said this on main event yesterday. I was just like, these 
these gangbangs can be good for some riders. I said, I thought this would be pretty good for Mumphy. You know, his bike, dude, that thing's a rocket ship out of the gates. He gets himself good starts, gets out in front. If he's got 10 minutes in him each time, he might be able to string himself three good races and get himself into the, you know, that five to 10 area. So uh, disappointing. Uh, Hope he's all right though, dude. Yeah, hopefully he is. So Christian Craig is uh, still our red plate holder. And Woo! Nick is Nick is, is still fine about it. You can ta- you can knock him down. You can do whatever. Come, uh, at, but he's still come gonna at me, like, boys. Come at me. Come at me. Uh, <laughs> after the first gangbang, I had to come out to the studio, take a picture of the jersey. Nick needed five minutes. Uh, got himself uh, where he needed to be for the for the next one, which actually turned sour. So maybe next week we may not do that, Nick. But uh, uh, I did it, just I did just receive said message from uh, from the number. Christian Craig. Ah. Yes. So there you uh, go. Seems to be look, a lot more seems, seems to be a lot more calmer at the moment. Um you know, potentially it's still a good night for him. It's it's not a yeah. massive points deficit. Like I said, Trent, nah. like we've said, if this is a horrible night and this is the weird shit that happens to him, coming back second, it's all Gucci. Yeah, so he's eight points up on Hunter Lawrence nine, who's taken over. Hey? I'm pretty sure it's nine. Nah, I just did the math, mate. She's eight points. Eight. Yeah, eight points is the difference between himself and Hunter, uh, who, as I just was about to say, had taken over uh, second uh, second place from Moseman after his horrible weekend. He's now 15 back of Lawrence, so he has had a terrible weekend uh, when it comes to this championship. Uh, and then Shimoda's uh, up in a fourth place, or I think he was still fourth place anyway, so he's uh, he's still a long way back at that as well. Christian Craig uh, is so going to yeah. looking to come swinging this weekend round well the third run of the Anaheim series and uh I want to see if he can do it Trent I want to see if he can streak the Anaheim ones that that'd be cool to me three from three in Anaheim you want to see that happen I think it'd be cool coming into the break and then you know what these guys are they can rest these guys uh, are they they can go do some stuff we're going to head east then which is going to be a whole new ball game I think my stress levels will be a lot better um, <laughs> you'll be less less angry on a sunday evening and a monday night yeah i'll be all chill and calm so yeah dude that'd be uh, nice we'll, yeah, that, we'll have nick back is that uh is that 250s done you reckon that's it that's let's put a bow on the 250 class um as i said one more round for the west coast before we head east and then we have a whole group of new riders to we talk get to about do it so, all over again and it's going to be Good. Yeah, this this East Coast, I'm looking forward to it. So, that's it. Wrap on. You are mate? You good? Yeah, wrap on to the class. 450s, Nick. 450s. You know. get it. I'm going to start at the top. Position one (laughs) on the night, the number three, Eli Tomac. Dude. My biggest thing, you know, what we always said about Eli is if these starts, if he can nail these starts and get these things, this thing is going to be potentially very, very dangerous for a few guys behind him. Uh, after tonight, dude, I can, I'm can i stamping it. This thing is working for Eli Tomac. This bike is working for Eli Tomac. And these guys, they should be worried, Trent, with this thing heading east. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely looking the way. First two-time winner of the season, um, 1-1, very convincing victories in the first two and then just seals it with the third in the final one. Uh, looked very good. He said in a press conference, race number two, gangbang number two, <laughs> he felt like the bike was Velcroed to the ground. He could not make a mistake. It was that good. Um, so yeah, it is definitely scary for the, for the rest of the field, uh, heading, heading east where he has been more comfortable in the past. Again, I still have the question about the Yamaha on the East coast and I'm going to continue to have that till it's answered. So I'm not going to harp on about it any longer, but I, I look Eli at Tomac has this thing figured out when it comes to these harder pack slick tracks. Dude, I, I, I agree with what you're saying there with what makes me feel like it'll be okay is these guys seem to go searching for the right bike. From the second Eli gets on the track in the morning to when he gets the main event, these guys search, they find it. I think they've got this thing in a pretty good bubble with where they need it to be. Um, if I'm Monster Energy Kawasaki and I'm the research development part there and I've spent multiple hundreds of hundreds of thousand dollars on trying to get Eli to start and whatever gets him comfortable to start... I'm frustrated at the moment because he made it look effortless today. Effortless. Yeah, he killed it. I also thought and feel like this was a very Eli Tomac track in the sense of big rhythm lanes and big options and, you know, having to hit the big line every time. That is like an Eli Tomac specialty, especially out of the first corner area where he was going sort of, uh, you know, sort of four over and then four into the corner or whatever that rhythm was. He was like, nailing that every every lap and it was kind of sketchy coming out of that first corner to get it so and then the big three 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 all the way down into the the christian craig corner uh he was nailing that every time so i just felt like this was a track that was gonna open itself up to eli tomac to be more be more of his track where he loves these big rhythms and having to uncork them and consistently do them as a track deteriorates and we kind of got proven right you know i think I'm going to have to look into this. I'm going to shoot... Actually, I'm going to shoot Chris Craig this message exactly. Um, <laughs> a rumor that I heard was this track is somewhat based very, very similar to Star Racing's test track. That I, bit- I find is interesting. I mean, yeah. I mean, it could, but uh, at the end of the day, though, like there's not much variance when it comes to supercross tracks. So, I mean, the only thing that could really tie them together is big, long rhythm lanes. But, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting if it is. You have to find that out. Actually, speaking of of uh, Christian Craig in the 2D class, I forgot to mention something when you said, are we all done? I actually just looked at my notes and I'm not done. Oh, come on, mate. I also liked when you sent out an SOS, a bat signal, uh, a cry for help to Western Pike to sort out Vince Freeze. That was the quote of the day. He's the guy we all need. It's it's, when all else fails, you just call, you call for him. We call for Western Pike. It's been out there. Western, if you are listening to this, I don't think you are. Personally, I don't think you are. You are the guy we all need right now. It's, It's up to you. Please go do God's work. Thank you. <laughs> that was funny. That is all. Anyway, moving back over to the 450 class, I just had to get that in because I just Thank squ- you. Thank you. squeezed my notes and went, oh, I forgot that. Um, but yeah, Eli Tomac, 
you know, pretty much flawless tonight. That third and the final one was more of a just get it home, get it done, get yeah, it two in be, a row. Be smart, be smart. Yeah, this thing out, get the win. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mookie, Malcolm Stewart makes it on the podium. Best overall finish for him in the 450 class. I wanted to say it was his first podium, but I went back and had a look. He got a third last year at Salt Lake City. Uh, so he has had a podium before, but this is the highest position he's ever got with a second. He went 3-2-4. Mookie looked very, very good today in each one of the gangbangs. Uh, yeah, I- I'm with that as well. You know, I'm just thinking that this this method, you know, these three races, shorter races, suits him more. I, I'm kind of feeling like when we go back to a normal statistic, you know, 20-minute main next week, I still feel like his position is going to be where it has been in previous weeks, Trent. Yeah, but he also uh, mentioned in the press conference, uh, hence why we go in these things, Nick, uh, is that they made a big change to the bike this week and went backwards to an older setting that he felt more comfortable on when he started, uh, which is very ironic. We get in the start of the season and they go back to where they started. Um I mean, obviously, he's trying to learn the steel frame. He's trying to learn the Husqvarna. We get that. But he also said they went in the wrong direction when it came to the bike setup and made a big change back to where he felt comfortable. Um, and he looked more comfortable tonight. So I do understand you're wanting him to show us if he can do it in a 20-minute main. But I feel like that bike change was potentially what was just hindering that last sort of uh, seven minutes of the main that we were seeing him struggle with. So this, this whole, this whole KDM group, you know, Husky gas, gas, KDM, uh, these bikes, dude, they must have been way off. Very, oh. very way off. We're going to, you know, we're going to get to this when we've got Cooper Webb. Cause I got a little bit on Cooper Webb, but uh, it, it, dude, it ain't good. It ain't good. And it's yeah. still not great. It's, uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also like where his hometown is, Murrieta, California. Yeah, Malcolm is not from Murrieta, California, <laughs> but uh, AMA just doing doing what they do best. Um, but yeah, Mookie looked good. Podium, second overall. Uh, very open and honest in the in the press conference and I want to see more Mookie on the podium because dude did you hear those crowd that crowd the limited that was left in the stadium go ballistic when he was up there dude it's uh it's the name you know Mookie it's, Fever it's Mookie Fever 27 I think uh every time he was looking to make a pass like uh Mookie's pass on Ken Roxon we're gonna get to that um dude the, the people are going crazy for it crazy for it so uh yeah a lot better night for the number 27 uh moving on down third place on the podium chased chase sex and trent uh hrc gets the bike up there 11 3 1 that first moto just unwrangles for him and gets worse and worse and worse pulls it back together the next one's gone 3 1 uh dude it's something he's a legit title title favorite now like he's legit put it on the bot like yeah he really blew the first one of tonight but he salvaged the podium <laughs> position on the night really didn't technically lose that many championship points he's now second overall in the points championship behind Eli Tomac uh, I think he's 11 behind he like he is legit a title favorite for this championship moving forward he's not cranking off wins like you know Mathis talked about a couple of weeks ago going on a Jeremy McGrath type run Don't I think to. he may win some 
he may win some more. But, dude, if he's consistently putting this thing on the box like he is, he's going to make a run at this championship. And it's crazy to think that the Chase Sexton we seen last year is the Chase Sexton that is now you know, second in the championship. And we are talking about him being a favorite to win this championship. Yeah. Look, I agree with that. You know, if you can go through California, you know, the first seven rounds or so to speak, and, you know, get this thing on the box, always be there. Dude, time you get through Daytona and this thing starting to look up and you're there, you can make a run at this. And that's when you can sort of, you know, really recoup points when some of these other guys in front of you go down. Um, I agree with you. Like, it's a massive turnaround for Chase X and what he's doing. The important thing I take out of tonight is what you said, you know, uh, when the wheels fall off of Chase Sexton, usually it just gets worse and worse and worse. But he somehow composed himself, got this thing back sorted and turned it into a really successful night. That's it. Moving on to fourth place in Jason Anderson, and he had a very similar night. To Chase Sexton, he had a great first race, first gangbang, and then <laughs> the, had the big incident in the second one where he landed on that tough block. He got very lucky to not get seriously hurt. He basically landed and rolled with a tough block. But, dude, how did his freaking clutch lever, how can it A, be that loose to spin all the way around to where it did? And I thought, oh, that, that bike's cartwheeled. It literally just sort of two, it crashed big, two, but it didn't really like it. Jason Anderson. hit the ground that hard. <laughs> Jason Anderson. There is no one else that that would happen to. Jason Anderson. That's the weird <laughs> yeah, shit. So, <laughs> he, I mean, he got up. He got a 12th and then second in the final one, 2-12-2 uh, for fourth overall in the night. The other title contender in this championship, Nick we are all going to agree in the, in this conversation is Jason Anderson. It is Eli Chase and Jason Anderson that are competing for this championship. Yeah, dude, when he is on, he is on and he makes that thing look good. Um, you know, if he can minimize these weird things happening, like these little crashes, you know, we've seen the same thing in Oakland, just clipped that tough block, went straight over the bars and sort of went a bit crappy for a second. Those type of things there. If he can minimize that happening... Get these good starts. Get up front. Dude, it's, uh, he's definitely going to be one of these guys. But, dude, he looks better on that bike than I thought he would. Yeah, no, he's definitely been... Uh, I think he's been the surprise of the 2022 season is Jason Anderson. Um, hands down. Easy to say. Uh, yeah, 100%. This go, one. To, go to fifth. Go to fifth, Nick, because, I mean, I hate to be right, but uh, looks like I'm right again. Hey, we're both right with this one. Um, fifth place, the number 94, Ken Roxon, the other HRC rider, four, six, seven on the night. Uh, I'm going to give it to you for you to say what you're going to say, then we'll throw it back to me. So what do you got? What do you got? Dude, it, it, like it's, as I said last week, and I mean... I mean, I personally didn't see any of the shitting on that we copped last week. Apparently, you copped it all, which is... I can't I mean, wait. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but again, it was about our comments about Kenny and not knowing what we're talking about. Yet again, does he get pushed out of the way by other riders, leaves the door wide open for riders to ride on past him? Like, how many times do we need to see this before we start going? Either A, something's going wrong, or B, Kenny is just done. Because... Again, he got ridden past by multiple riders. Again, he got pushed out of the way by multiple different riders. Like, I, I mean, as I said, I hate to be right, but it's a repeatable thing that we are now seeing week in, week out. 
the A1 Kenny is no longer here. We had this new guy that is just, I don't know what's going on and I don't know what the problem is or the fix is or whatever. But yeah, just what I can see on TV is what I'm going to judge and it is not looking good right now for the night. Dude, uh, dude I, I said it last week. There is major issues with Ken Roxon, his circle at Honda. There is some weird shit going on. And I told you, don't be surprised if, if if this is the last time we see Kenny race Supercross. I'm not surprised yeah. he retires. Same thing last night. You know, speaking with someone pretty heavily invested in this series there, he said the exact same thing to me. Uh, this is going to get weird. This is things are going to get seriously weird for Ken. You know, we, we've seen the interview come out. I think it might have been with Swap Press Day. He goes, I don't need to be here anymore. I'm just here for fun. Yeah. Did, did this look fun to you? Did last week look fun to you? Did the week before look fun? All it's the same thing again. It's just excuses. It's the same thing coming over and over again. And I think it's the, the I honestly I think, you know, I can't confirm this. Honda's done with it. Honda just yeah. what it whatever, dude. Whatever. It's we're we're yeah. done. We're not we're finished with it. We're gonna ride this season out, then it's finished. They don't care. That's the way and, I see it. And- and it's gonna be worse if Chase Sexton wraps up this uh, wraps up this championship or finishes second. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, apparently it's very very tense at the HRC. Literally, Ken goes out, drops his bike off, goes back to his rig. That's as about as much as it is. Yeah, the motorhome. Yeah, and, and I mean, Race Day Live put up the poll of is this the changing of the guard? Like. Come on, guys. We don't need a poll to tell us this. Like you can see, it's Chase Sexton is moving in. Uh, and as we've discussed, it you can see what's happening here. Chase Sexton is moving into what Kenny's spot was. Kenny's probably going to move on either to somewhere else or, or retirement. And we will see Jet Lawrence on a 450 uh, either next year or potentially the year after. They might need a gap filler in there, but... That, you uh, can see this opening up. I'm still standing by my uh, my call, which I made last week, where Chase Sexton will not re-sign with HRC. Uh, that's going to be an interesting. That's going to be interesting if that's the case. I mean, HRC are going to want to try and lock him down. D- dude, imagine if Chase Sexton breaks the Ricky Carmichael curse. Could you imagine? They, I, I would love to know what the 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 price tag on Chase Sexton was as opposed to what they've been paying Roxon and, and some of these other guys they've paid in the past to try and win them this championship that has eluded them for so long since they didn't re-sign Carmichael, hence the Carmichael curse. If he goes out and wins it, and he's probably... I wouldn't say he's the lowest paid rider they've ever had, a, you know, but he's not getting the money Kenny is, but he goes out and does the job they were paying Kenny to do. Like, imagine the, like, complete... Uproar at Honda. If that was the case. Like, dude, don't laugh. You know, I, I'm I'm pretty sure. You know, we heard all this sort of come to tuition after Supercross last year from head up at Honda. Dude, they went to Kenny and said, "What the what the hell was that? Like, you, you're literally being bullied by Ken Rocks by uh, Cooper Webb. What's the story yeah, with it? Yeah. I think after that, things just sort of fell apart. I think it's been a pretty bad off-season and, you know, I think Honda have just turned around and said, nah, we're, we're sort of finished with this. Let's just ride this thing out. Whatever happens, happens, and we're going to go our separate ways. That's the way I see this thing happening. Like I said, I haven't got an inside word, anything like that. That's uh, that's just what we see. Mm. Six, mm. But he got fifth, fifth yeah. overall, four, six, seven. 
Fifth, six of the night, 51. Justin Barsha, six, seven, mm. six. Look better. Look better for Bam Bam, yeah? Uh, his starts are horrible. I don't know what's going on. He goes out and pretty much holds shots round number one um, and then just cannot buy himself a start here of late and has to work his way through the, the pack. So uh, it's better, but dude, like he was, he won, you know, he was leading or up front in the first round, you know, like, and look good was Gempo and now he's a, a sixth place guy and starting from behind and trying to ma- and making his way to fifth place position like yeah something's going sideways there with the 51 when it comes to his starts because he is always fighting from the back yeah uh, what I take from this one though Trent is starting from the back he's actually getting through the riders now um that's a I, that's a good thing to me. I see. You know, if, if I'm if I'm putting these bikes up, if I'm going the gas gas, the KDM and the Husky, dude, I'm putting the gas gas as looking the best on the track. Honestly, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's making his way through the pack without uh, murdering people. If, if we're being honest, probation has settled Barsha down, which is probably the. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Pro- it's hard probably to, cha- it's hard to change your stripes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he he gets six overall in the night. Um, as I said, I just want to see more starts out of Barsha. I feel like he's got still got that speed, but he's just starting from behind. Um, now we get into uh, a couple of riders here that I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about Marvin Muscam real quick. He gets uh, he gets seventh overall. He did look pretty good. I've got to be honest in the first two, yep. uh, but then a crash in that final one cost him uh, a decent eye. Like he went five four and then eleven, which obviously cost him. Um, a good position for the night. Uh, but Marvin Muscan still showing glimmer of that round one speed. Uh, but just these little crashes are, have been costing the 25. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know, that's where I'm putting Marvin right now. The fact that I'm putting Marvin in front of these two other dudes, it, it says something's wrong to me. So let's, let's, let's go there now. The eighth position of the night, number one, Cooper Webb goes eight, eight, uh, eight, eight, five on the night, Trent. Um, hang, hang on, hang on. Can you start again? Who are we going to go to? Cooper Webb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the panic button. Is that did, the panic button? Did, did you just smack it or? Uh, yeah, dude, I'm smacking the, I'm smacking the, the, uh, I'm smacking the panic button for those three guys. You know, yesterday, press day, they sort of come out, you know, the TV crew got to sit down with these guys and go like, hey, how was the week? Everyone just looked at each other. Uh, apparently, the team is doing absolutely everything to turn this thing around. And if this thing heads east and it's not better, it's going to be a rough run, dude. It's going to be a super, super rough run for that KDM team. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we are kind of joking about the panic button, but it is actually pretty scary now. Like, I mean, we we went from uh, just 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 knowing it was in the draw to rustling around in the draw looking for the button to locating the button. And I feel where we're at right now, Nick, is we are hovering our hand over the panic button, ready to smack the crap out of it. I've seen enough. Very I'm, pre- soon. I'm, pres- I'm pressing it. I've seen enough. You, you're pressing it. Yeah, I've seen enough. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's scary. I mean, we were sending each other <laughs> panic button emojis all day <laughs> during the race. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is not good. This 
this is scary enough. And I kind of don't want to put this out here because I do like Cooper Webb and I am a fan of Cooper Webb. But this looks like a Yamaha Cooper Webb. Scared yeah. of the motorcycle, not very comfortable, not riding to his potential. Yeah. And like I said last week, um, Cooper Webb is very, very not happy with his surroundings at the moment. He does not like what's going on. He does not like the team. Um which is weird, you know? Dude, this is what, round five? Round six? Yeah, like, five. I thought this thing would have been turned around, you know, by now. You know, look at the residencies last year. Dude, KDM packed up, left town, went back to the test tracks for three days to try and work this bike out. This thing doesn't look like it's getting any better, and Cooper looks like yeah. he's getting more frustrated. Yeah, but I mean, they had a couple years of they had a couple years of obviously development on that motorcycle to be able to go back and go back to some older settings and try some. Other, I mean, this is a brand new bike too, which we kind of got to get a, a little bit of leeway from, uh, for should I say? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not good, man. And and as I said. This is probably the most amount of times you've seen these guys on the ground. Uh, Plessinger hasn't been good. I mean, I'm just going to tell you where he, he got 11th on the night um, behind a KDM that's the older version of the KDM in McLarath. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just not been good. I mean, that front end slide out from, I mean, it happens, but uh, from Muscan is, you know, one of these things, I mean, we've seen, we've, we've seen them all tuck the front this year. Um so there's something there's something with the bike, but it's yeah, it, it, it's tough. We're we're just gonna have to keep riding this one out and see see what happens. Uh, my question for you though, Nick. Yep. Is is I'm trying to word this in a better way than what is coming out in my head. Just send it. Who who <laughs> the panic button? Right. We've yes. located it for Webb, and I feel like we're now Roxon. located it for Roxon. Yep. Who. Who do we feel we're going to hit the panic button for first? I mean, you're already saying you hit it for Webb, but theoretically, who are we going to hit this for first? Say two two more rounds before. I mean, when this thing head east, uh, we get a couple more races in under a belt. And if it hasn't changed, who does get the panic button first? Dude, I, I, like, I'm not. You know, I can say I've pushed the panic button for Ken Roxon, but this is what we expected. This yeah. isn't odd. This is exactly what we thought was going to happen, you know, dude. I, and, and, you know, I'm going to get people blow up me for this. Dude, I expect Ken a couple of weeks to go out there and fucking win. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just oh, a part uh, of what Ken does. And then it's going to go yeah. to shit again. But yeah. at, the, at the moment where I'm at, dude, that whole Red Bull KDM team, something is off. Marvin Moosegang, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, those three guys there. Another one I'm a little bit unsure about is Dylan Ferrandis. Need to see a little yeah. bit more. Need to see a little bit more. But yeah, dude, that yeah. team. If if this thing doesn't change and this heads east, shit, it is gonna be rough. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Dean Wilson, the the nine, uh, nine, other nine. <laughs> Mr. Consistency yeah, in that top ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other rock star bike. Uh, he's just doing what he does. Dean Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Shane McElrath rounds out the top ten. Uh, Sugar Shane, uh, you seen that one heat race? Uh, he got actually he got a good start. The final race, uh, the final gangbang. Um, he got a. Good, I was about to send out. I was about to shoot out a message, Nick, but uh, it quickly went sideways for McElrath in that 
final one. Uh, but off the start, he was up front, and I was about to say that one gangbang, and then he wasn't. He went. I think he dropped really quickly back in the pack off the start, but he went into the first corner in front. Hey, dude, uh, top top ten, top ten for Shane. Yeah, I think that's good. That's in, yeah, in, the, in the this shorter in this field. That's good. Helped. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, a AP seventh, Nick. Yep. 12, uh, 10, we, 10. Uh, mm. Very mediocre. Very mediocre. He hit it. I think he hit his head pretty hard last week. So uh, that does rattle you when it comes to this sort of stuff. Sometimes some people are okay. Some people it, it, it rattles you. So I don't know if AP just maybe some lingering effects from last week. Um, but yeah, he didn't look really good all day. I mean, I think he qualified like 14th or something like that too. Like yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, yep. it wasn't good. Uh, the fourteen, though, Nick. Yeah, um, Trent. What's what's going on? Like I, the question was there. Who it's do easy. you think gets more points at the end it's, of this series? Now, with it, it, what it, we've got, let me get finished. With what yeah, we've got, right. are you ready to jump ship? I'm not. I mean, uh, <laughs> look. As I discussed last week, and I'll continue to discuss every week until you actually finally just let this go, I just wanted to prove my point in the way of a bet to show how serious I was that it was going to be, he was going to be better than last year and the the confidence he was going to bring over. He's had some shit luck. I mean, that crash in the final one, it, bad starts and crashes or what are affecting him, but his raw outright speed being the fastest qualifier today nick is showing that he feel like he belongs at the front of this pack oh, absolutely um, he's, he has improved and, he's improved yeah. absolutely I, I have no doubts in that um yeah you know being french but, i wonder if he likes watermelon because i like watermelon <laughs> and i like watermelon and white claws, so <laughs> look uh, to be honest i'll i'll pay the bet and i'm no uh, my biggest thing was I like we, I mean, you and I like to have fun. Um, and I had a legit 50-50 shot of this thing going right. But hey, I mean, I my biggest point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my biggest my biggest idea with that was just to prove that I was legit in saying I felt like Dylan Ferrandis was going to be better. Uh, I, I feel if he has another, I mean, I don't know how long his contract is and I don't know how long um, you know, he's got left in him, but. I hope this year he builds and then next year he's a title contender because, uh, I mean, he has made a massive improvement. Dude, it, I, it hasn't shown. I see him winning around this year, honestly. I Yeah, honestly. he if, if he can get a good start and he can – everything kind of – not goes his way, but he kind of clicks it at the right time. Yeah, for sure, Dylan Ferrandis has got the, got the speed and I, fitness is not an issue with Dylan Ferrandis. So yeah. I think he just needs a start and get himself in a good position to go out and win one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to run through some of these. You tell me if you mm. see anything you want to stop. 13th on the night, Mitchell Oldenburg. 14th, JB, the number 10, Justin Brayton. 15th, Brennan Hartraff. 16th, Justin Bogle. 17th, Trent. Kyle Chisholm. <laughs> The LCQ King, three in a row, LCQ wins for the Chiz. Chiz. The Chiz is just chizzing. 18th, Alex Martin. What, what do you think about Amar? I mean, he made it straight in. He didn't have to go to an LCQ this week when they had to qualify into the qualify out of... Um, Quali- yep. Yeah, he yeah, qualifying. Qualify. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. So he went straight in, so he didn't have to go to an LCQ, which I think he was happy about. But um, it's getting better for for Alex Martin, consistently being in these um, in these main events and and starting to nudge himself towards that, uh, you know, fifteen range. I think that's where uh, Alex Martin expects himself, and I f- I feel like he probably belongs. And finishing, finishing is uh, you know, he's not having these yes. crashes where he's have to you know wheel the bike off the track. Trent nineteenth, Max Anstey, twenty eighteen, sixteen. Uh, rough night for Max. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I mean, we didn't see him all night, but uh, yeah, that's not where I, you know Anstey wants to be hanging out. That's for sure. Yeah, 20th position, the number 200, Ryan Brees, 21, Cade Clayson, and 22, Fast Frederick Noren. Look, I should have really took more notice of the post that Mathis put up with uh, Freddie's hand uh, from the A-Ray incident. Um, his hand looks messed up, but uh, I picked Freddie Noren and he shit the bed for me fantasy-wise. So, so. so did I. So did I. Thanks, thanks Freddie, for that one. But anyway, we we move on. But uh, yeah. that is rounds out 450 class. As we said, Eli Tomac is 11 points up on Chase Sexton when it comes to this championship. Uh, Jason Anderson is four behind Chase and then three behind Anderson is Malcolm Stewart is your top four uh, and then four behind them is Barsha to make it top five. Um, it's still pretty tight towards the top, but I mean, Cooper Webb's now 23 points down. Um, it's still doable. He's kind of done it from that position before, but it isn't looking great. Um, but as I said, I, I feel like this is a Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Jason Anderson championship, which are three, well, at, at least two names none of us had when it come to talking about this championship in our previous show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm still going to stand by Eli Tomac right there. I've seen enough now. Where I think it's uh, good. I think he's going to have good control of this. I th- you know, he's going to have off nights. I think just ET, man. I think he's just going to get stronger when this thing heads east. You know, next weekend we have round number six, which will be back at Anaheim, the third event at Anaheim. And then it's over. West is over, dude. We're heading this thing east. It's going to change up. It's going to be a whole different kettle of fish. It's going to be something else we're going to have to argue about. You know, maybe a few bets here and there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, this has gone quick, dude. This has gone really quick. Yeah, five rounds in, uh, two great championships underway. Uh, we've got a third championship to get started here very, very soon. But, um, man, the Supercross has been delivering. I feel like now we're kind of settling in, as we always hear, settling into the cream rising to the top. And it's kind of starting to get that way a little bit. I hope Mookie gets in this more in this 450 class, Nick. This is, um, I'd like to add him as a fourth rider and really make this championship interesting. Uh, and have, as I said, three names that I don't think we were talking about. Eli Tomac was always going to be spoken about, but the other three behind him were three dudes that we kind of had more questions and answers. Uh, and I feel like we're getting the answers that we wanted to see. And uh, three. No, unlikely names uh, you would imagine contending for this title with with Eli Tomac. So, I mean, Eli's got the experience to get this thing done now. So, it's really in his court. Looks very comfortable. Uh, and Star Yamahara uh, really crushing it when it comes to red plates at the moment, Nick. Yeah, look at that. They're going to they're gonna carry both red plates again for another week. Both of Christian Craig, Eli Tomac. Uh, you know, dude, it's... Uh it, it's it's star, you know. It's it. If, if there's one thing we're gonna take from it, and if there's one sort of trend we're gonna look for, it's 
Star Yamaha, dude. It's good at the moment. It's uh, it's not good. It's great. Uh, let's get some predictions right now coming into Anaheim. And well, I'm going to call it Anaheim three, which is round number six. Uh, give me a winner. Give me the winner in the 250 class. Give me a winner in the 450 class. Go. Uh, CC uh, is going to go out and sweep Anaheim with a big old dirty chip on his shoulder. Uh, and that's not the Grays chip that got put there tonight by Freezy. He's going to have a big old chip that he wants to to prove to everyone that he's the man and do it again in front of a home crowd uh, for him. And 450 class, I feel like we are seeing a little bit more brewing coming from the 21. So I think JA might get it done back in Anaheim again. He's been good there the two times we've been there before and I feel like this is going to be his time to seal it. What about you? Dude, um, I'm going to go with that, you know. Obviously, you're going to follow Christian Craig. I think he's going to come out once again with his chip on his shoulder. Got something to prove. <laughs> you know what I'd like to hear you say? What? Oh, I think fucking Bozeman's going to win. <laughs> that would be the best thing for you to say to somebody different. Why? I'm just, I'm giving I, him just, a- I just would freak everybody out if you just I, come dude, in like... I'm, Dude, me and Bozeman are pretty close. I'm just going to remind you that. Me and him are boys. Yeah, I would. I just would like you just to come out and shock the world with, uh, with like somebody else winning besides Christian. So. Christian Christian's gonna come out. He's gonna sweep it. He's got the chip on his shoulder. It's his home. He's gonna have people cheering for him. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go him. And obviously, dude, I'm gonna go the 21 as well. I'm gonna go Eli gets out front early, but the 21 passes him for the win. Um, Ooh. Let's. Uh, let me ask you another one as well. What mm. what do you think comes out of this Vince Freeze thing? Ah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, uh, you asked Christian in the press conference what he thinks should be done. What do you think uh, of that? What, what, do you, what do you think of that? That delivery was I too rough? Nah, great question. It was a great question. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing that you and I try and come at this at a completely different angle to everyone else. Like, we do not try and ask about bike setup. We try not to. If we ask those questions, we ask them in a different way to not kind of get the same mundane answer we get. Um, so it was good. I, I mean, it was good. And as he said in there, like, it, I mean, he doesn't know. Like, it needs to be fixed. Um, and I can agree with him, but at the at the same time. Um, Unfortunately, and he's done it to himself, but Freezy is getting villainized. And it has a lot to do with his previous indiscretions as well. Like if you just take that in a take take that incident and look at it in a vacuum, as everyone likes to say. And it's not Vince Freeze. I think we're having a different conversation. Ah, it's just mistimed, big greasy, not real good, blah, blah, blah. But because he has all the previous indiscretions, he has the reputation for doing what he's doing, he's kind of getting judged a lot more harshly for the incident. Um, Dude, but- I, I'm, I'm not surprised if he sits one of these out soon. That's, uh, that's where it's getting... I- yeah, I don't think he will. I think it'll be a. I think it'll be a, like he will probably get fined. I'd say, and he'll probably be maybe dock some positions uh, or dock some points. Uh, uh, but I don't. I, if I just, he sits one out, it's a it's a dangerous precedent for for AMA to set. See, you know, I, the way I look at it, and dude, we, this one could be argued with so many people. Is you know the miss. The, the gray area when it comes to these rules. You know, Vince Freeze, he's been penalized before. He's been probation before. He's been fined before. He's been lost points before. You know, if this is shit that keeps happening, 
I think that Feld and AMA have to set the precedent that uh, you know, you're you're out. You know, look at look at this thing with with Bogle and, and Justin uh Justin Barsha last week. They weren't pretty. They were very quick and easy. Trent to the black flag him, disqualify him. I think there is going to be some serious consequences for Vince this week. Yeah, I think so too. But but as I said, like I you know, really would like you to switch off your Christian Craig fan um that's dude, fanboyness dude, that's not coming from christian craig that's coming as a fan of the sport yeah yeah but i mean uh, to, you know switch it off that it was him and switch it off that it was freezing and just put two different dudes in that scenario that you do not give it two shits about and i think you'll feel differently on the pass uh, like i think you'll be like that's a shithouse pass uh, you, you know, uh, dude it's a shithouse pass what what sort of pisses like i'm putting i'm you know, if it was on anybody else, what sort of pisses me off is it's Vince Freezy. That's, yeah, and, that's, and that's, and, you know, and that's another thing that this needs to be looked at is it's a constant thing. You know, yeah, it's, it's, but, but you're, ju- you're judging it on Vince Freezy. You're not judging the past. Like the past was crap, but if it's different dudes, it's probably not a big, a big talking point. It's just a, it's, it's, to be honest, it's Jason Anderson and Ken Roxon's past last week. A little bit no, worse, no, but very similar. No, it's it's same sort of thing. No, Jason Edison did not go into that pass trying to take him out. There was no way at all that one of them riders were not staying on the track. Wasn't going to happen. I, uh, as I said, I feel like Vince Freeze had the same thought process in his head. I don't think. I don't dude, think he was. The only thing that guy's got in his head is a fucking foot peg from last week. That's well. I mean, a fork <laughs> lug and a foot peg. <laughs> a fork uh, lug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, as I said, like, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it is a very greasy pass. He's got the reputation. He's going to get penalized because of his reputation. Uh, but as I said, I think it's got a lot more hype around it because hey, it's Christian Craig, the points leader and everybody's, you know, I, the poster, the poster child for this, this sport uh, and Vince Freeze, who's the villain of this sport. And it's kind of one big culmination of all of that put together to make this thing a bigger issue than it. You know, if it was two different other dudes. That's all I'm trying to say. I have one last thing to say about this. If you want to argue with me live about it, 6.30 p.m. (laughs) Australian Eastern Standard Time, live on Facebook, Monday night, jump in the comments, come at me with it. Let's argue about it. I want to hear some people's, um, you know, I want to hear some people's (laughs) thoughts on this thing. Can we add a phone a phone hey. call in system for the tomorrow night? Because hey. I think it's gonna blow up, dude. If it's, I'm gonna put it. If you guys want to uh, want to talk about this live on the air, I'll put a number there. You guys can call it. You can come live on the air and talk about it with me. There you go. There you go. So it could be heavy discussions, but uh, that's it. Let's let's wrap this recap podcast up. Uh, thank you, everyone who listens to recap pods. We hope you guys enjoy it. As I said, we're trying to get guests on this each and every week with us as well. Uh, just obviously logistic-wise, it gets a little hard, especially being a Sunday night for us here in Australia to do this. Um, I, th- I think but- in, a, in a couple of weeks, obviously, you're probably going to miss one as you're going to be coming back mm. from Harvey Bay, so you probably won't get back till midnight. I'm going to organize yes. a couple of guests uh, to do it live with me straight after the racing. So that'll be different. That'll be cool. It might end in an argument. Yep. It might not. So uh, yes. that'll be a cool mix to it. So yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do that for sure. 
Yeah, so hopefully everyone's enjoying it. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, topics you want brought up in the Race Recap podcast, uh, shoot us a DM during the races if you are watching it live. As I said, we pretty much run this straight after racing finishes after we get through with the press conference. We try and sit down and get these done. Uh, so if you want to ask something or give your opinion on something to, to be talked and discussed or a different angle, shoot it to us. Uh, you know where to get us at DMS, uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this. I said, we love doing it and bringing more content to you back tomorrow night, Nick, 6 30 PM Australia. It's the time live on Facebook where you can ask more top, more topics and questions out of this conversation, uh, more opinions, because that's what we love about this sport is the fact that everyone has a different opinion on one thing and we can all discuss it and have fun while doing it. So until hit us up there. Until then, Trent, I think I think this is wrapped. That's a wrap. Uh, also, before we go, Nick, wanted to put a shout out. If you haven't listened yet, uh, the Zach Osborne podcast is up, which I'm pretty stoked on. Uh, I wasn't too pumped on my performance in that. Uh, I was a little nervous because Zach is a pretty cool guy. So I was a little nervous to start, but I feel like it got better. I don't know if you've listened to it or not yet, Nick. You probably haven't, but just I'll letting listen, you know. I'll listen to it this week when I'm at work. Yeah. So go and listen to that as well. But that's it, Nick. That's a wrap. Race recap podcast from glendale arizona we'll be back next week uh until then see you guys screw it's freezy